you? My name's Aileen. Why are you here? I saw y'all in there. They like nice people. Come on, y'all. Why acting suspicious? <laughs> I knew y'all special from the moment I saw you. It's written on your faces. Because I just have a really, really bad feeling about this. Let's cause some trouble now. Break, break, bitches! Welcome into episode two of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast, where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. We appreciate all the people who listen to Semi Pro, our first episode. Like, review, subscribe, comment, you know, do all that stuff that podcasters tell you to do at the very beginning. So I'm going to let you guys behind the scenes. Whitney is here. We did a test episode for Scream 3. Whitney was a part of it. We then decided that Semi-Pro was going to be our first movie. Whitney was very upset. I was. So I, yeah. I said, hey, pick any movie in the first month that you want to do and you're welcome to come back. You picked Spring Breakers. I did. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it in theaters like when it first came out and I hated it. So I wanted to like rewatch it with fresh eyes. I can't wait to talk to Rob about this because like all three of us like very different kind of movies. I have not asked Rob a single question about this movie. I know that you hate it. You're not wrong. <laughs> I did not like it at all. I'm, I, we watched it and I immediately was like, well, that was the worst 90 minutes I spent in a long, long time, which is weird because like, I like Euphoria, which is like the same vein kind of stylistically, but for some reason Euphoria, because you get into some storytelling, hits for me. This movie had no storytelling, had no character development, hated it. So before we get into the movie, Spring Breakers is rated a 5.3 on IMDb out of 144,000 reviews. The description is four college girls hold up a restaurant. Four college girls did not hold up a restaurant. <laughs> Three held mm -hmm. up a restaurant in order to fund their spring break vacation. While partying, drinking, and taking drugs, they are arrested only to be bailed out by a drugs and arms dealer. Also a pimp? Is it fair to call James Franco's character a pimp? Part-time yeah. rapper as well? Yeah, he's, he's a lot of things in this movie. The movie stars James Franco as alien. He is a rapper, drug hustler, arms dealer who takes the girls under his wing. Vanessa Hudgens is candy. I'm going to make one point about this movie here really quickly. They didn't do a good job of telling you really anybody's name mm -mm. in this no. movie. You had no. no clue. You were like, oh, yeah, that's Selena Gomez. Oh, yeah, that's Vanessa Hudgens. I didn't know any of these girls' names over the course of watching this movie. Yeah, I had to look all of them up. Yeah, basically, at like the minute, the hour 20 mark, when Candy calls home, that's the first time I'm like, oh, her name's Candy. Cool. We yeah. learned that today. We were in the exact same place here. Vanessa Hudgens is Candy, an irresponsible, uncaring girl in college and Britt's best friend. Selena Gomez stars as Faith, a girl who tries to devote her life to Christianity, but is also friends with the other three girls. Ashley Benson as Britt, a rebellious and danger-seeking college girl, and also Candy's best friend. You know who would have been great in this movie? Ashley Tisdale. If we're going to go ahead and do a recast here, I would have cast Ashley Tisdale. Let's just Disney-fy this thing out. Let's just, hey, you guys all need your first grown-up movie. Let's put all of you in this one movie. Let's put everybody we know in here. So you wanted a high school musical it? Yeah, that's what I yeah. wanted to do here. <laughs> I can't even remember which character Britt was. They never introduced her. I was like, I was doing it by actors for the longest time. Britt was the Ashley Benson character. Yeah, yeah. Ashley yeah. Benson. That's how Britt. Yeah. I knew uh, them by Ashley Benson. That's yeah. Vanessa Hudgens. That's <laughs> yes. Lena Gomez. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Corrine is Cotty, a promiscuous girl who likes to party, but is a little more careful than her friends Candy and Britt. So I'm assuming she's the purple haired girl. That's what I she's, assume is Cotty. Yeah. 
Um, mm. She's also the writer director's wife. Yeah, I did yeah. know that. I did know that. Yeah. She, did not know that. I did know the Corrine, so I could tell that she was related That's in some fair. capacity. I didn't know how they were related. Mm-hmm. The movie also stars Gucci Mane. Is he a star in this movie? He's in the movie about seven minutes. He's I'll in the movie Gucci just Mane. as long as Selena Gomez. That's you know what? <laughs> that's, that's a fair. That's point. a very good point. <laughs> Gucci Mane is Archie, Big Arch. Alien's childhood best friend turned rival drug dealer. This movie had a $5 million budget. It made $31.7 million at the box office. It got Whitney's $8 here. It did. It did get my eight dollars. What sure. made you? What's what made? Like I know you pretty well. What made teenage you when when you saw the trailer to Spring Breakers? What made you say that's a movie I'm gonna go see in the theater? Okay, first of all, it wasn't teenage me because I would have been like. 21-ish when this movie came out. Right? Like a super like teenager. 21, then. 22. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like I've, like, I've always, like, I like seeing different actors trying different roles. And so, like, seeing, like, Selena Gomez and Vanessa Ann Hudgens, like, in this not Disney kind of style at all was super intriguing to me. Um, I used to like James Franco, unfortunately, and so I was there for that. I think we all used to like James Franco yeah. at yeah. one point. Time marches on. Before yeah, we found out know. he was also Mr. Nasty Man. Ugh, it's know. like how I really liked uh, House of Cards, and then I found out I can't like House of Cards anymore. That's just how it goes. Yeah, what a shame. What Usual a suspect, ruined forever. <laughs> uh, the opening weekend, Croods was the number one movie in theaters that weekend. Olympus is Fallen was number two. Oz the Great and the Powerful. Another Franco movie. The Call was number four. I don't know if you guys have seen The Call. I believe that's the one with Holly Berry where she's the she did the 911 yeah. dispatcher for about six movies. This was the first <laughs> of those movies. Admission was fifth. Spring Breakers was sixth. Spring Breakers finished outside of the top up. I actually like Admission. I think Admission's funny. I don't really remember Admission very well. I know Accepted. I don't remember Admission. Oh, that's, that's, what, that's what, you, what I'm thinking about. Except with Justin yeah, Long. Yeah, I'm thinking of that's the one Justin yeah. Long and Blake And Lyman. Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Accepted. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I don't know what Admission is. is. I yeah. think, no, Isn't there that is... like a Tina Fey one? Yeah. Or, or am I just not remembering Yeah, I don't it remember right. it, but now know. that I'm thinking about it, I kind of do remember. I don't remember it, but I remember it. I just remember that when you said that, I'm like, Accepted is the one that I like. I'm like, I don't know anything about Admission. It's probably the same vein. I don't know. I mean, Accepted's a great movie. Accepted's fantastic. No, I love Accepted. Let's start with this. I always start with the hot take here i'll give you my first hot take this movie should have started at the robbery the first 10 minutes of the movie don't have anything to do with anything just start the movie where our first introduction to these girls is hooded and mask up ready to go in here and rob go chicken go for spring break money that's how this movie should chicken start go. that's how the movie should start uh, i disagree 100 percent. like i i think that this movie like works based on like the like relationship that these girls have with each other is dysfunctional and like ridiculous as it is. Like that's what it's built on. And so like seeing that they're just like normal college girls, I think is a important step to start with. I think it basically did start at that though. Cause we get like a montage of regular spring break. Then we get like a scene of them just as friends talking about going to spring break montage and now they're going it essentially started at the robbery you're like one scene and two montages away <laughs> and the montage don't even feature the stars just like generic beach parties you know a lot of titties mm-hmm. a lot of titties a lot yeah are you guys surprised there was no sex scene really in this like i know they had the little water one but i'm like for a movie that had as much nudity as this i was surprised we didn't get a real sex scene here see i wasn't because most of these actresses have like pretty hard like no like no nudity clauses mm. i 
think we did get a sex scene though, didn't we? That that weird pool scene with Vanessa Hudgens, James like Franco. Spooning. I don't know if they was fucking in the water. It looked like they was spooning in the water. To I me. mean, they definitely. I mean, it wasn't like a graphic sex scene, but it's a sex scene by Hollywood standards. I mean that. That's as close to a sex scene as we're going to get. So I think, I think I was expecting it to be like wild things. I think I was expecting like a wild thing sex scene, and that ain't what we got If here. you expected a graphic sex scene, then yeah. But if you expect, like, that is in definition a sex scene in the pool. All three of them, whatever they were doing, <laughs> swimming around, having sex, apparently. When the movie started, I did think, this is my kind of movie. So the movie starts with Skrillex, EDM, titties, partying. This is spring break. We then go from them making the penis notes in class. They're sending the back and forth. There's a lot of fellatio references in this movie, and we'll get to that. A lot of fellatio. And then it goes to Jeff Jarrett, the wrestler. He's a youth pastor in this situation. How we go from titties to Jeff Jarrett? At that moment, I was sold. Do you know who originally was supposed to be the youth pastor, but he got sick the day before filming? Here we go. Real quick. I didn't do any fun facts. I knew she would. So I didn't didn't even bring her. That's fair. I I didn't even bring her. That's why we got you here. Fun fact time. Uh, It was Val Kilmer was originally supposed to be the youth pastor. It's better. It's better that it's Jeff Jarrett. Because like Jeff Jarrett doesn't make any sense. Val Kilmer would have made a little bit of sense. He got sick like the day before filming. And so then they just randomly got Jeff. Like... I don't know if I would have missed this shoot. This seems like a shoot I would have showed up for. <laughs> this thing's like seems like one that could be done in like five days. Hey, we have like seven scenes to get done. Let's knock it out. I wasn't, I'm not a huge wrestling guy. So I was like, oh, youth pastor. I didn't know it was Jeff Jarrett off the top of my head because I just don't have the wrestling knowledge the way you do. Yeah, I had no idea who that was. Yeah, no, when I saw it, I was like, ooh, that's Jeff Jarrett. No, I knew exactly who Jeff Jarrett was. He's the youth pastor. And I'm thinking this is my kind of movie. And then he asked maybe one of the greatest questions in movie history. Are you crazy for Jesus or jacked up for Jesus? And I was trying to wonder which one I was. I was trying to wonder at that moment if I was crazy for Jesus or jacked up for Jesus. Jacked up for Jesus sounds a little bit better. It seems like you're a little bit more into Jesus than you're just crazy for Jesus. I'm crazy for a lot of things. I'm not jacked up for a lot of things. It's crazy, Keith. Are you crazy for Jesus? Amen. Are you jacked up on Jesus? I am. I don't know. Like, I grew up in, like, like a very, like, Christian like environment and so like that whole scene and then like right afterwards where like they're like smoking in the parking lot and like talking about praying I was like yep this like this is exactly what like my like teenage years kind of summed up here I actually the youth pastor like saying crazy stuff like that I actually liked that scene which is very odd I didn't like the movie at all because it was (laughs) it was it was early in the movie and I thought hey we're going to have some character development. Faith is clearly in with the, you know, the Christian youth groups and whatever. And this is her thing. But then she goes to the parking lot. And like you said, she's like, I'm like, so she's rebellious, but like rebellious within like the confines of what someone who would go to like a college youth group is. And I'm like, you know, in college, you know, I had an eclectic friend group. I had some people who were like the party animals. I had some people who were like in the middle and some people who are like the youth group all in guys. So I'm like, all right, I can, I can kind of conceptualize this friend group. Let's develop the other characters. And then eight seconds later, we're in Florida. We're robbing go chicken go. I'm like, what happened? (laughs) Yeah. We did just start robbing Gus's fried chicken. Just like, hold on. Like, how do we get here to this point? I was going to say this because this is actually how Whitney and I became friends bonding over smoking. It's some of the realest conversations you'll ever have. Think about some of the best conversations you've ever had with somebody. Smoking's normally involved. Yeah. No, no, you're right. It is. So when they were outside doing, I was like, oh, this is me and Whitney here. We're just sitting around. We're passing the hookah around. We're having a great conversation. It's like we're in our own world here. Yeah. Yeah. That is how we became friends. Just like talking and smoking. We then fast forward to the bathroom here. These girls Everything's are- a fast forward in this movie. Can we talk about that for five <laughs> seconds? You say so fast- So many montages. You say fast forward, like we're going to jump a few scenes here in the pocket. It is literally like- 
I, you could. It's like you're trying to watch a movie on like the two X fast forward. <laughs> Everything was just moving. I'm like, what's going on? They are laying on the ground in the bathroom. They are on the ground, laying down, counting money. I don't think I've ever been on the floor on in the bathroom. Not at any point in my life. Not one single time. Not willingly. No, I mean they were like yeah. lounging. Yeah. Like Selena Gomez yeah. is laying down. Her head is in the lap of I don't remember now who at this point. But they are laying there and they are counting three hundred and twenty-five dollars. First, so I guess the second question of the these four girls. So this is spring break. So this is in February, March. They've been wanting to go on spring break. They're four attractive women. They got three hundred and twenty dollars. Among four of them? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 325. What? Are you serious? That's it? We're not even like halfway to spring break, y'all. Fuck. That won't even get us one night's hotel room down there. I, I haven't had a 20 in my purse. Hey, do you know how expensive that place is? I think it's 325 bonus dollars to get the bus and the stuff to go down to spring break. Do so you think they have more money? I think they have money, but I don't think it fit the budget. I don't think you could be like, hey, I have my college lifestyle money. I'm going to just blow it fast to go down there. And I think this was like, we need some bonus, some extra cash. We need some side hustle money. And apparently their side hustle was robbery. No, I don't think that these are the type of girls who... Have like a budget set up. I think Faith would have been. I think Selena Gomez probably had a budget. I could have seen her being like the straight and narrow one of the friend group. See, I think Selena Gomez, like, like I think her character in that movie, her grandma's sending her money. She's calling her grandma on spring break. I think her grandma's sending her money. That's fair. Okay. They have $325 among four attractive women. I wrote this down here. Big, bold letters. Only fans. In, it's <laughs> doesn't, it's doesn't, know, but I'm saying now in 2023, this is not a movie. They don't have to do the robbery. Vanessa Hudgens' character in 2023 has an OnlyFans and is making good money on OnlyFans. Like she's willing to push the limits a little bit. Vanessa Hudgens' character in real life right now, she is she's not in college because she's an OnlyFans content creator and she's making a hundred thousand dollars a year getting tips and taking pictures and videos on OnlyFans. I mean, like, cam girls were, like, a thing back That's in, fair. like, 2012 still. So, like, I think they would have for sure tried something like that. Why did stripping not come up as a possible, like, all right, one option, we're going to commit armed robbery here. <laughs> How much money are you getting from Gus's Fried Chicken? Like, right now, if you walk into a Raising Cane's, give me all you got, bang, bang. How much money are you getting from Raising Cane's? $600? Maybe. I mean, it's different nowadays, too, because I don't think these places carry cash on hand like that anymore because everything's by credit card. So maybe $500 like in 2012. That's just splitting four ways. Like you got to split this $500, $600 four ways. I feel like if you're them, you can maybe make that stripping with no jail time, no risk, not a single risk in this entire movie if you just do that. But where's the fun in that? It also wouldn't be a movie. It also also seemed like, I mean, again, why it's a movie and not real life. It seemed like spring break snuck up on them. You know what happens when you go to college? You get the calendar. You see spring break is March 11th through the 18th. You can prepare. It's not like on March 10th, like, hey, did you guys know what tomorrow is? It's spring break. Rob, I feel like you're giving these girls way too much credit for being, like, responsible I mean, I'm not even, like, saying responsibility. Like, if you're 20-something in college, you have a basic understanding of how time works. It's linear. You would understand, like, a calendar. Hey, I want to go to Florida would be a thought process before March 9th of, oh, we got to rob, go chicken, go. I don't know. I've met a lot of 20-year-olds, and... 
There's a lot of them that don't seem to have it all together. I do kind of think that Rob and I right now are trying to apply a regular movie logic True. and 30-year-old logic to yeah. this 19-year-old movie. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I can see how they could be a little irresponsible, a little careless in the situation now. Spring break might be... I can see how you could forget a test, the midterm. Spring break seems like one of those things. Yeah. If you were them, four attractive women that you want to go to Cancun or well, they Fort Lauderdale or wherever you plan on going, that might be the one thing you're preparing for. You might be picking up those extra shifts at Torrid because you want to, you know what I mean, at Hot Topic because you want to because uh, you want to go to spring break. I mean, like, that's fair. But, like, I still feel like, I don't know, like, I've met a lot of, like, I work with, like, a lot of, like, younger people. And there's a lot of them who are like, oh, I think in two weeks I'm going to go to Texas to this, like, festival. And I'm like, like, have you bought a ticket? No. Are you going to fly? I don't know. Like, What's your plan? No plan. You can do that if you have money. If you don't have money, you can't have a plan. Like, money can bypass. Like, sure, it might cost you a little bit more. But, yeah, I mean, they still sell plane tickets nine days before the trip. If you're 19, you just don't have nine days before the trip plane airfare. Like, you better drive then in that situation. You better go ahead and gas up the old Pinto (laughs) because uh, you, you are not flying to uh, this destination. Whitney, let me ask you this, because this is a question that Rob and I can't answer about this movie. Do women act this way when they're alone? Because there were a lot of scenes where I'm thinking, are women just, it's four girls, and they're just smoking weed, and they're just shotgunning it with each other? And, like, some of the conversations and dialogue, I can understand in, like, a party setting, right? It's a bunch of people. You get These girls are just hanging out. It's like a casual Thursday night. We're going to watch you know, television here and they're just shotgun and weed to each other. Is this how women act behind closed doors? Okay. So I am probably not the best authority for this question. Like I don't smoke weed. I never like really had like a big party phase, um, at any point. Um, but I think with most of like my female friends, like there's a lot of like sexual jokes. There's a lot of like sexual talk and like, there's a lot of like trying to like one up each other and like be like that silly, goofy, like, kind of vibe and so like i can see this being like a pretty genuine like female friendship rob outside my purview so i don't know no i, I was actually gonna ask you i was gonna ask you a different okay, question i was like, I was like I, no, you can't I don't really you yeah. set it up by saying rob wouldn't know but here we're going to rob for some reason <laughs> no i was not about to do that i actually think the robbery the first robbery scene is good i think it's good they're driving there. They got the black mask. Mm-hmm. They're in the hatchback. They pull up. They show it. We get the, you know, fast forward later where they give us a little bit more mm-hmm. detail about the robbery. I actually think this movie pulls off the robbery scenes really well. It doesn't do a whole lot of other things, I would say, really well. But I think this movie gets the robbery part of it down and really makes it artistic, that euphoria vibe that you were talking about. I actually liked, I actually liked the robbery scene. So, again, I didn't like the movie, but... It like turns. I like how Rob pressures everything. Like, like he's about to say I don't like it. He's about to give it a little bit of credit here. Watch, <laughs> well, watch, watch. Well, I am about to give credit here because told you when you when you're watching this, you don't know what's coming next. Obviously, it's the first time you watch it. But like through the robbery and even like the flashback of the robbery, I thought it was a movie about like you know maybe like a divide in the friend group, maybe like a, they're all going different ways because like. We all had friends in college who were like turning 19, 20, 21. Like you were friends in the dorm and it starts to like grow apart. Oh, this guy does this or this girl does it. It's, you know, time moves on. And it kind of seemed like, okay, we're getting that. Like these three girls are different than Selena Gomez. Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley Benson character are different than the purple hair girl. Like it's like an extreme version of it, but showing like the fun fracture of a friend group and spring break's going to be where it like breaks all apart and, you know, things go really haywire. I, I thought it was setting up for that. And then we get to spring break, and I'm seeing a completely different film. 
I love the robbery. I'm curious to get your thoughts on the robbery here. I think the robbery is to say it's a good teen movie. I mean, this is a low-budget movie. The movie costs, what, $3 million to make. I think they pull the first robbery off. And that's what I'm saying is I think if that's the opening scene for the movie, I think we feel a little bit different about the movie. If the if the first thing we see is this well shot, we don't know these characters, but we know they're the four young women and they're going in there with the hoodie and the mask and the mallet and they're tearing shit up and robbing people. I think this movie hits a little bit, not a whole lot differently. I think it hits a little bit differently. I think it was really smart to shoot it the way that they did where it's just like you're focused more on like the car driving around the restaurant to like pick up the girls and then like speed away because I think that that's why it works is because like it's like this like outside view of like the chaos and not as in your face like right away where like later on in the movie it gets way more in your face and so I think that like because it's shot that way that's why it works. One of the worst movie lines I've ever heard in my entire life is about to happen. The robbery works. They are back. They're at their den. They is are it going. The video game one. They're going over. No, it is okay. not that. They are <laughs> counting this money. They had way more money than I would have thought that that place would have had. Mm-hmm. Like that that local diner. I don't know has as much cash as they seem to have gotten away with. It seems like they got away with a decent amount of money in this situation. But they also robbed the patrons and all this. So maybe they hit a lick that way. When Vanessa Hudgens says, seeing all this money makes my pussy wet. Uh, seeing all this money makes my pussy wet. Smell this shit. Smell this shit. It makes my tits look bigger. I've thought about turning the movie off. Right then and there, <laughs> I thought about in that moment turning this movie off. Because I'm like, I don't think this is what would happen in this situation. It was an incredibly stupid line trying to set up that Vanessa Hudgens is rebellious, but there was a million ways to show that without that weird line. Again, like the whole, at this point, like I'm starting to turn on the movie. Cause like at first I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing in this moment. I'm like, what you're telling me like Selena Gomez, who's like a quasi God squatter at this point is going to hear that and be like, yeah, up top, let's go to like, it just (laughs) didn't seem to hit anymore. It was an awkward line. Well, first of all, I feel like Selena Gomez is definitely like the character who is like being like, peer pressured and like wanting so badly That's to like true. be a part of this cool group. So she's going to let a lot of things slide. That's fair. like, like most people who grew up in like a very Christian setting are letting a lot of things slide once they get like real world friends that mm-hmm. are like, Oh, like I'm not, I'm not used to people talking like that, but okay. Like we'll just see where it goes. Um, okay. The line's silly. I'll give you that. that I, line's and, silly. And really quickly, Whitney, and, I just don't, I don't know if you're saying that, just to your homegirls. It's not like a man and a woman robbed this place. So now the woman character is saying it to the male character in this. She's saying it to her three female friends. I don't know if that happens. See, I think that like, like, especially like in like that late teens, early twenties, like college kind of time, like girls are trying to like, these girls are probably like on their own for the first time, like not living like with their parents. Um, so like they're trying to figure out like where they fall, like, sexually like how far they want to go how like crazy they want to get like this is the like first freedom they've probably had and so like i can see them being like a little over the top it is a silly line i will say that i have never said that to any of my friends but i assume you never robbed the zach's the chicken coop or whatever it is yeah <laughs> yeah with the squirt gun i've never done that yeah yeah no, and I apparently hammers we learned later hammers and sledge hammers as well were part yeah. of the robbery <laughs> yeah she was in there boom 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 <laughs> vanessa i actually like vanessa hudgens character in here though we'll talk about her more but no that line i was like this is one of the most ridiculous things and then they like they I, zoom in on her face so we can hear her say i'm like this is bad i will say that like right after she says that 
um, like Cotty's character, like the pink or purple hair girl, she immediately follows up with like a, oh yeah, it makes my tits look bigger. And like that, that's like a very realistic thing where like someone will say like something kind of sexualized and someone else is like, oh yeah, this is what we're doing. So like, I like that playing off each other, but like the original line. I like how you're calling them by their names. Like, I don't know if Rob nope. and I are ever going to call purple them. purple hair girl, them. Vanessa Hudgens, <laughs> Ashley Benson, and uh, Selena Gomez. Because I'm just guessing if you were listening to this podcast and you've seen this movie or are about to see it, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, Cotty, no. Like, I, I don't know if you're at this point that I'm ever planning on saying your name. Post Malone shows up right after this. We get Post Malone riffraff. I don't know who James Franco is supposed to be in this. James Franco gave three great motivational speeches in this movie and this is the first one the first thing we get introduced to post malone here he's up there he's saying a bunch of nonsense a bunch of gibberish and then he gives those college students from harvard yale dartmouth he gives them a motivational speech an inspirational speech to go be all you can be talking about the his like concert scene or whatever great speech i mean it seems like that speech probably hit when it's drunk college kids. It's if, if you're 19, 20, 21, 22, and you've been shammered on the beach all day, that feels inspirational. The same way we all have that friend who, like, maybe in college, which is just me and my friends, you get home at 2 a.m., you're like, oh, man, we had a really deep combo last night. Nope. You were just <laughs> slurring at one another, and for some reason it hit. That's what it was. He was saying nonsense. It was not motivational or whatever. But I'm sure 21-year-olds who had had 96 Coronas on the beach, it really hit like, oh, man. I can't believe this Post Malone character speaking just to me. I feel this. That's that's what it was to me. It was not actual motivation. See, I don't remember it being motivational either because I just remember he starts it by just being like, I've taken you to another planet. Like, yeah, like we're in outer space. <laughs> yeah, that's inspiration. <laughs> Alien inspiration. was inspirational here. <laughs> Riff Raff was inspirational here. I would also say, what are the other two that you reference as motivational? Is it the one where he's like, I'm not a scaredy pants at the end? Because that's not motivational. He's just saying, I'm not a scared person over and over and over. It's like for 10 minutes of the movie, he's saying that at the end. What are these other motivational speeches? He gave them the motivational speech at the very beginning of the movie that they could be all they could be. He tried to motivate selena gomez to stay he goes he up tried there. to manipulate yeah. selena gomez and to stay no, he, he, was, he, he, had, he had big creepy energy vibes yeah. in that moment he was he was not motivating her to stay it seemed like he had the darkest of intentions if a man that i did not know touched my face like that i would not feel motivated in a random pool hall too <laughs> no. he yeah. was like hey i'm we're surrounded by criminals but you should stay baby girl no nothing's wrong i want to go home i know you can Listen to me. Listen to me. You're gonna go, but your friends are gonna stay. Your friends are gonna stay with me. I want you to know that I like you so much. I really do. One man's manipulation is another man's motivation here. I think he is trying to. No, I think he's trying to motivate her in this situation. (laughs) He goes up and he's like, "I like you, and I want you." She's like rubbing her face so gently and soft. And I want you to stay, baby girl. I want you to stay. James Franco was really trying to carry this movie. That's what he was doing. He tried to convince her to stay. 
You're she talking- has no interest in staying, but he was. That's that's motivational speech number two. We'll get to motivational speech number three. Can we but talk he about speech motiv- number two real quick? Because that was one of the cringier scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. In a movie that is the cringier, chalk- that is the cringiest. It's scene. a chock full of cringy moments. Oh, okay, we got more cringy. It's definitely cringier. It's chock full of cringy moments. That one's near the top because they get out of jail. They for some reason get in his car and they go to the, again this criminal's den of a pool hall. And then you're right. He's manipulating her to stay being way too aggressive. And maybe it's the fact that I know about James Franco now, which I didn't know at the time makes it even cringier, but you're like, please stop touching that girl's face who clearly is like sobbing with her friends and wants to go home. Stop telling her it's going to be okay. Stay with me. I think you're sexy. Disgusting. And he gets like super like threatening towards the Mm -hmm. end too, of just like, but like, just know that if you leave, your friends are staying. They don't leave with you. They stay with me. Yeah. Like that's, He's like, I got you out of jail. I got you here. Okay. It's it's gross. This this is where I disagree with you a little bit here. I don't think that he was threatening and saying that her friends were going to stay. I think he could tell in that moment that she's not about it. But these other three girls are infatuated with the life. Like the dudes are coming up to her. They're getting attention. Like we know two of the girls are about it. Vanessa Hudgens character and Ashley Benson's character are about it. Now the purple haired girl is acting like she's about it until it actually happened. And I'm sure we'll cover that at some point here. But I I think in that moment, Franco could tell, Hey, these other three girls are not leaving now at this point. Like I haven't showed them all the cool stuff yet. I just taken them to this one place to see if they can handle. I took them to like a park where we yeah. sat on a picnic table and talked. Mm. Yeah, and like that's all he's taken them to at that yeah, point. And I agree with her. The part where he's like, "Well, I got you." It's this. It's the series of lines of Selena Gomez. It's the "Well, I got you, girls, out of jail. You're you're out here again because of me, and your friends are staying." Like, a, "Hey, I'm the reason you're not in jail, and if I say your friends stay, your friends stay." I could see how maybe they're writing it like that, and maybe now in 2023, knowing what I know about Franco, I look at it differently. But it came off very manipulatey, very cringy, very like quasi like I'm an adult man taking care of these 20 year old girls. Go away. It is. And like from like, I mean, like the token, like woman's perspective here. Um, that's why we got you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm here. I know. And I like I just like see it as like I've met guys like that and like how unsafe you feel in those situations, regardless of like if your friends are around. Like I've never been like bailed out of jail by a guy and then gone to a pool hall with him. But like, I would I ha- hope not. I, yeah. that, that's a story. I don't know why you haven't told me in our years of knowing each other. Hold on. You were in this spring breakers situation. Why have you not told me this? Uh, but like, I've absolutely had like guys like talk to me like that, where they're just like, 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 Oh, but like, I, you know, like I just like you so much. And like, why do you want to leave? And did And it's like, no, like, no, no. And you can only say no so many times before you're like, why is nobody listening to me? Like, and then you like feel like trapped and it's just like, it is so hard to watch like with like that perspective of like, Oh no. And again, James Franco's the worst. So yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, th- in my opinion, this is the worst scene. I know we're just joking yeah. here about the motivation. Oh, like yeah. th- that's the worst scene in the movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I think it's like the best scene. Like, I think Franco is acting really, really well. Now, we, he might not be acting in this scene, but like Franco, I think, is like giving you what he's supposed to give you. This menacing character that's clearly mm. in the life. Now, I don't think Selena Gomez is acting very good in this part, but she's playing the scared. Hey, this life ain't for me. Like, this ain't what I signed up for. I signed it up here to get drunk, do coke with my friends, and maybe flirt with some boys. I didn't come here to be in the belly of the beast. Yeah, Y'all might have signed up for that. That's not what I signed up for. Question that has something to do with this, but nothing to do with this. Can you really convince me you're getting money if you're driving a Camaro? Like, he's trying to tell us how much money he's making and how he that dude on these streets. Gucci Mane is driving a Lamborghini. 
You driving a Camaro. Yeah, but I think his whole character, the point is, is he's like the white trash version of like a drug dealer. And I could see like if you're in one of those cities, like there's like the actual drug dealer and then like the white trash version who doesn't know. Because he talks about how like we, we get a backdrop into his life, his family, da, da, da. I could see how he thinks a Camaro is like that car and that's like a sign of like power. But in reality, it's not that car. I think the fact that it has a personalized license plate, um, like, like he thinks that's cool. Like, I think that he thinks like that's like the status symbol is like people know this is my car. People know it's me. And I feel like he's getting more from that, like, energy. I was just thinking that every time I saw that car, especially when Gucci Mane pulled up, like Gucci Mane, Gucci Mane's house was better than his. Mm-hmm. His car was better than his. He seemed like he owned that strip club where we, where we first get introduced yeah. to Gucci Mane's character. Like Gucci Mane is really getting money down there. I'm not saying that James Franco wasn't because we clearly see the money and stuff that he has, but he wasn't really showcasing it. Not in the way that, not in the way Gucci Mane's character was. I don't think he had it the way Gucci Mane's character does. And again, they like do like eight seconds of touching on all these storylines, but like when Gucci Mane is like, hey, uh, go back to robbing tourists on the boardwalk like you did when you were kids. You're not cut out for this. Da, da, da. You're trying to take my money. That made it seem like, all right, they were friends. They had a rift. James Franco's character is trying to be that level of like gangster drug dealer and can't get to that level. And Gucci Mane clearly is at that level. And that's like, da, 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 da. But when he says that line, like, go back to ro- knocking tourists off, that's all you're good for. I think that shows like, James Franco's trying to be Gucci Mane, but he's clearly not. He doesn't have that status within that, you know, crime community, for lack of a better term. He also is, like, just trying so hard. It's And it's actually, like, probably my favorite, like, moment with, like, the alien character is, like, when, like, the girls first get to, like, James Franco's house. And he's just, like, going around and, like, showing things off. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's that's, like... Look at just, that shit. Yeah, just like, just like, oh, and these are my nunchucks, and the, and like, this is my cologne, and like, doesn't this smell so good? And, and like, he's look like, what this, I have. And, and so, it's like that. a really special bed. He's like, this bed, you can't buy this bed in stores. It's yeah. like my bed only. Yeah. Yes, he's. And but, it's just so like needy, and like mm-hmm. he wants that validation. Some of the so things bad. he was flaunting, he was flaunting Calvin Klein cologne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at my shit. I got, I got shorts, every fucking color. Mm-hmm. I got designer T-shirts. I got gold bullets, motherfucking vampires. I got Scarface on repeat. Best movie. Scarface on repeat. Constant, y'all. I got Escape, Calvin Klein Escape. Mix that shit up with Calvin Klein B. Smell nice. My fucking spaceship, USS Enterprise on this shit. I go to different planets. He was like, yo, I got this curve. Hold on. I got that for Christmas from my grandma. Why are you sitting here acting? Go back. I know you, Rob. You'll never watch this. Go back whenever Jace Franco's character is walking around and look how small his television is. When he is telling them all this stuff. He had a 32-inch Dynex TV. Like, you again, you can't tell me you get into this money and and you got a 32-inch at the crib. You can't tell me you get into it. No, he clearly is not really... He clearly is like on the periphery of the actual thing, which is why he has the beef with Gucci Mane because he wants to be Gucci Mane, and that's why he's like, I gotta be that guy, I gotta take down, you know, the crime lord. Which actually leads me to a question of mine. Who's the main character in this movie? Because I feel like we got a Gucci Mane storyline, we got a James Franco storyline, Selena Gomez storyline, a storyline of all the girls. Who the hell is the main character? James Franco's the top build. I know that. Okay. But because I would say in this movie, there are multiple times they start dipping their toe in the water of character development with one of the people, and then we're just done. I would say 
Vanessa Ann Hudgens and Ashley Benson kind of share the main character okay. role. That's who I think the main characters are. And that's why I was so like, what's, why I didn't like this movie is it felt like we kept trying to hint at character development at everyone, but it was like surface level with everyone. James Franco has a riff with another crime guy. Okay. Selena Gomez doesn't like being here. Okay. Ashley Benson and Vanessa Hudgens like crime. The third girl exists. Like the fourth girl exists. Like it seemed like we're like touching on like, surface level storylines for like nine things in this movie let's let's delve into one and do one well and that it really irritated me because i didn't know who the main character was at any point in time because it seemed like it kept switching it was about the girls going to spring break now it's about james franco's beef now it's about these girls beef with gucci main now it's about like the shooting outside the strip club. i'm like what what are we doing I think that you would really like this if this movie was broken up into like a mini series. Mm-hmm. And I get because to learn like, more about the people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you like Euphoria, mm-hmm. you know, like you like that vibe, but like, I think you just want so much more. It was not, it felt like if, <laughs> if you want to do this movie right, it should have been a TV show or longer than 90 minutes. It felt like we just slapdash through a movie and we're like, and we're done. I thought the most realistic part in this movie, and this is where, to your point, I think we see who identify like, Every group has a leader. I don't care mm-hmm. what it is. Like, there's one person's personality that takes over the other people. I think we see in the parking lot scene when they sing Hit Me Baby One More Time, which Britney Spears is somehow a theme throughout the course of this movie. <laughs> that's the most realistic part of the entire movie. Like, this is how I imagine girls do act with one another. 100%. Hey, we're out of town. We're on spring break. We all like this song. We're going to do the music video here in the parking lot. Like, we've been having a good time. Like, that was the most realistic. Now, they start reenacting an armed robbery in the parking lot. I don't know if I would do that in this situation. These motherfuckers! Hands on the motherfucking Get air. your motherfucking knees on the motherfucking ground, you piece of shit. motherfuckers down, motherfucker, down! Get on your fucking knees, face. Get on your fucking knees! what they do? You're giving Selena Gomez way too much information where if she gets questioned by the police, she seems like she would give up all the information. Oh, yeah. She's snitching for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like no questions asked. I thought that was the most realistic scene. Like I remember I wrote down, this is how I think girls act. Like I don't think girls are this money makes my pussy wet and shotgun and beers when it's just the four of them and shotgun and weed with each other. I think they're singing Britney Spears to each other in parking lot. This is definitely much more like universally how like girls are acting together. It felt like a genuine moment of the friend group, but okay, now we're back into the friend group part of the movie, but we're montaging away from it 90 seconds later. I wrote this down as well. So we get another party scene. There's like six just montages. The whole movie is a, a whole, every montage is just a party scene. And I can't, I couldn't identify at times if it was like a real scene. And like, these are the actual characters at the party. Or sometimes it was just like, I'm looking in this beach scene. And I'm like, are these the main characters? It's just a regular beach scene. I couldn't figure it out. I actually thought on this scene, because you could see this them like in the, the hotel of, party. Yeah, right? They're in the middle of the hotel. The cops come. How is this the only cop presence Think about everything that we witnessed. Think about all the crimes that we saw in this movie over the course of 90 minutes. I mean, like, even, like, the robbery, like, at the very beginning. I mean, like, they were in and out very quick, but then they set that car on fire. That's a big fire. Like, Mm -hmm. no cop showed up for that or anything else. No, I mean, so we got an armed robbery, arson. Mm Mm-hmm. They committed, I mean, there was another robbery montage. They commit all these, men. they're still in the United States. This is in Fort Lauderdale. So then they do this at the end of the movie. I don't want to fast forward too much here, but I think if you're at this point, you've probably seen this movie before. They go in there, this Max Payne and shoot 17 people. The only time they get in trouble is for doing cocaine. Mm-hmm. That's the only, that's the only thing they get in trouble for in the entire movie was doing cocaine on spring break. 
a lot of the party scenes, I was like, this makes sense. Like having someone that's been on spring break, it is like there's a cop presence, but like you got to be really wild and you got to be really doing stuff to get caught on the spring break, like get arrested type deals. Like the fact they were having a Coke party in a hotel or a motel that spilled out into the lobby way would be like, all right, you're wilding. Like, I mean, the crime and stuff in the in the backdrop, I get should have been a cop presence. But like when we look strictly at the Florida element, I kind of got that it was like regular spring break drugs, drinking vibe. You got to really be out there to get caught. This kind of actually made sense to me. Like, all right, you're doing coke in a hotel room. You're getting caught. Yeah, I, feel I mean, like I, more people are getting caught. Though. Yeah, it's not just them four. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless it's those four on the hotel, like and the hotel called in. Like, these are our four guests. They are the problem. But yeah, it would have been yeah. like everyone. Yeah. I feel like they arrested like seven people because those two guys got arrested. There were a couple other people that got arrested. It was I the mean, twins, right? That's why that alien guy was yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, those guys were those you know those guys reminded me of they reminded me of Jesse's friends on Breaking Bad. I've never seen Breaking Bad. So oh was it go what was it not what, Badger and the other dude? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, these these guys, at least with Badger, like there was like a fun part of Badger because he's like the goofy idiot. Like these guys just seem like aliens little minions they had no real point other than just like hey we do drugs can i give like a little fun fact real quick about yeah, these like, little twins that's why you're here for fun facts that's the only reason i'm here and and, and the token woman perspective yeah, exactly yeah got that covered um so like when like they're like like alien like bails the girls out of jail they're at like that park mm-hmm. just kind of like hanging out you know and he's like trying to like impress all these girls and at one point he like like references like the twins and he's like oh yeah like they sleep together they eat together they even like date women together and that's that's a true backstory for those two guys like they are like they really about the life yeah like they haven't dated a woman separately since sixth grade oh wow i didn't know all this yeah they're where like, did you get this from was this in cosmo is this in people variety no i was watching like an interview that they gave like together where, oh. where like they're like talking about it and like in the interview they're like yeah like right now like we're dating one woman like we're both in a very serious relationship with her and it's like that's weird. both of them are in a serious yeah. by the way i got a fun fact about the I've, court scenes coming up love fun facts do you know who the judge is <laughs> John McClane. John McClane is the judge. Our guy, John Our guy, John. It was literally the one that, like, at this point in the movie, I was kind of out. I literally felt like that uh, DiCaprio part from Once Upon a Time. I was like, oh, it's John McClane. <laughs> yeah, don't John know McClane. how he got cast. Don't know why he's cast. Don't know what's going on. But John McClane makes an appearance. John McClane used to cover football in Houston. So the fact that he just, he is a football newspaper reporter. The fact that he is randomly the judge in this movie just... Makes no sense. It is it is un, it is it is unexplainable how this is like it, how this has happened. Uh, all right. So yeah, you mentioned it. They then so they get bailed out. They have the scene with uh, Selena Gomez. They're going back. I want you to stay. I want you to stay. She then leaves. They then go back to his uh, lair. He's like, look at this shit. And he's telling them all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I wrote down some of the things that he said here. You will want to hear this. He says. <laughs> I have shorts in every color. That's what he says. I didn't hear that. He says, I have shorts in every color. And then he says, I have Calvin Klein cologne, is what he says. He also has a 32-inch Dynex. He has two Calvin Klein colognes. He does. He has multiple. Yeah. He has multiple ones. Yeah. Uh, Gucci Mane gets introduced. They're at the strip Strip club club. and all this kind of stuff. Gucci Mane says he's only been to the ocean one time. Find that hard to believe. You live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You've only been to the ocean once. We can see the ocean in like most scenes. Mm-hmm. He like says, it's right there. He says in the movie, I've only been to the ocean one time. It was the one time where James Franco character took him as a kid. Yeah. I could see like you can see the ocean, but being at the ocean are different. Like, you know, 
You did like a full beach day. Yeah, one like you went in the water, yeah. did the whole thing, as opposed to just like I drove on a road that's near the beach. Like there's probably a Kansas City thing, like the equivalent. We're like, oh, I've done that, but I don't, I don't do it every day. I don't see it every. I mean, you live downtown. You don't go to the Sprint Center, T-Mobile Center every day, but you've done it. It's probably that level of equivalent. One of the most confusing things to me about this entire movie, and I understand that it's a movie, you're showing these girls that you randomly met. You don't know anything about them. You don't know if their dad's a cop. You don't know anything about them. You're showing them all this illegal activity. You're showing them guns and money and drugs and all of these things. You randomly just met these girls. I don't know. Have you ever met like a man that is just so desperate to impress everyone around him? Because I feel like it really checks out. I also feel like to your point about not knowing the thing, the twins were in the courtroom. They make the signal like the the, the boom, boom, like it's like very discreet, by the way, by the twins. <laughs> no one would have noticed what they're doing in a courtroom. But they make that signal to James Franco to let them know, like, hey, we were partying with these girls. They're about the life. That's kind of what I thought, like. He thinks they're about the life. They get back to his layer, and he's like, <laughs> his layer. I've been told by the twins you're about the life, so I'm trying to show off the life to you or what he thinks the life is. I thought, so I wrote down, the tables have turned. I thought they were about to shoot and kill James Franco in that moment and take over. Like, he's kind of seducing them, and they're kissing each other, and they're getting With all the into the vibes. The yeah, and then all of a sudden, Vanessa Hudgens and the, the other girl, they turn around and now they got the pistol because he's like, it's loaded, it's loaded, it's loaded. And then they're like, well, we don't care. They then turn the gun around. I'm thinking in this situation, you can now be running this thing. Get James Franco out of here. You take all of this money. You go back home. And now you guys are sitting on $100,000, $200,000. Then it was the weird gun fellatio scene. I don't know what James Franco was doing in this situation. But I thought at that moment right there. You guys can be running the streets if you really want to run the streets. Originally in that scene, they were just supposed to like put one of the guns in his mouth and he wasn't supposed to do anything. So like him reacting to it and like, like sucking on the gun. That was all James Franco. Dunner. He is a sicko. <laughs> By the way, I will say this. Nasty man. <laughs> I will say this. If they had actually killed him in that moment, took over would have been better than the way he actually went out because we'll get to the ending. The way he gets dies is the lamest way it's so dumb. on earth. It's so he gets dumb. introduced as this cool gangster and he dies in the worst. It would have been a way better movie if they're like, we're taking over. Bop. James Frank goes out of here. Now we're like, oh, we thought they're about the life and now they're killing people and taking over his drug ring. That would have been a better film than they don't. They keep doing weird threesomes. And then the way he actually goes out is lame. And, like, he clearly has, like, no security at this house. No, that's what I'm and saying. So, like, you could have took over in this situation. Easily they could have just. Like, you could have took over in this situation yeah. if you had wanted to. Mm -hmm. In that moment, those two girls have power over James Franco. You think that you can just fucking own this? Huh? Open your mouth. Open your fucking mouth. You've shown, at least those two girls have shown, hey, we about it. We about this gunplay. We about these robberies. We will hurt you in this situation. You had a chance to be the, 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 the queen of the castle in this situation, and you let James Franco live with a little gun fellatio. I would have preferred that ending to what we actually got. It would have been more fun. So yeah, I agree. Fast forward to Post Malone here. He says, play something inspiring. He then plays Britney Spears and calls her one of the greatest singers of all time. She's one of the greatest pop artists of all time, greatest singers of all time, maybe the biggest lie of the movie. <laughs> I think this is like 
Like this, I think is like you called like the like the pool hall scene like the cringiest scene or something. This to me was the cringiest scene in the movie. Wow, I loved. The, p- the piano scene. I love the piano robbery scene. No. I thought the robbery scenes <laughs> were great. I loved it. I'm serious. <laughs> I was here for it. I thought him playing the Britney Spears and the way that they use music and sounds and they're going around and they're doing these weird pirouettes in the mask and they got the shotguns I and they're robbing people. I thought it broke up like, the tone of the movie. I, I loved it. They could have, like, they could have done anything differently um honestly i think just a different britney spears song would have worked better i thought the fact that it wasn't one of the like it wasn't toxic it wasn't one of those like more of like a deep cut yeah the fact that they're like they're doing some hardcore gangster activities to this really soft ballad by britney spears i actually thought was really clever like that's what i wanted more of in this movie like that was a. We've seen a lot of movies of robbery scenes it's one of the most different robbery scenes that we have ever seen this random Post Malone riffraff character and these three girls are just going around the city in pink masks robbing people to Britney Spears. I loved it. See, like, I like I don't mind that aspect of it. Um, but, like, James Franco's character singing this, ran- mm-hmm. like, like he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, like, I'm so hard, baby. You know, like, oh, like, I'm just so hardcore. And then, like, they're like, oh, play us something. And he's like, oh, you guys like Britney Spears? Like, that's <laughs> one of the greatest singers of our time. <laughs> like, there's no way that's happening. It, yeah, it, it didn't It didn't seem to, like, I get what they were trying to do. Or like, what kind of what you're saying, the soft ballad. But it seemed like we, at this point in the movie, established they were about the life. Because they've already committed armed robbery. I don't need to see them commit more armed robberies. But this time to a Britney Spears song. Something sweet. Something uplifting. Something sweet and uplifting, huh? Play something inspiring. Oh, you all want to see my sensitive side. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Play something fucking inspiring. This one's by a little-known pop singer by the name of Miss Britney Spears. One of the greatest singers of all time and an angel if there ever was one on this earth. Being sung by James Franco poorly, <laughs> by the way. No, he was not, he was not singing Brit- it well. Britney Spears, who is not one of the lyricists of our era... <laughs> Somehow we found someone worse to sing that song because it was awfully sung on top of that. Where are the cops in this situation? Like I talk about the police presence. The only time we see the police presence in when Coke, it is casual drug use is happening. These guys, these women, these people are going around the Fort Lauderdale area committing multiple armed robberies. At one point they rob like a wedding or something. Yeah. Like they like smash that guy's like. Like a uh, face in like a cake. It's like a wedding or something. Yeah, those one guy's tied up on the bed. I mean, yeah. James Franco's not wearing a mask. I could see how yeah. you can't identify the women. Like, Riff Raff wants to let you know. He's out there performing like full concerts on the beach. Yeah. And like you, like, you can't find this guy. Yeah, you can't identify. It's not like he, he's, he's the white dude with cornrows and a grill. <laughs> he did it, officer. It was him. <laughs> he did it. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't hide in plain sight very well. I would get that, yeah. No, not at and all. And aren't they in his Corvette going from robbery to robbery? That's what I'm which, not his Corvette, excuse me, his Camaro, which to your point has the personalized plates. No one recognizes his plates say baller. Hey, <laughs> hey what did you notice about the car? Oh, the plates say baller. Got him. Only one car in town is registered with the baller plates. Yeah, and then it's like the women are so careful in their hometown committing these robberies, and now they're being as careless as they can possibly yeah. be. One guy doesn't have a mask. They burned the car earlier. Now they don't burn the car in this one. I don't understand why there was no police presence at any point in this. Gucci Mane then confronts them. He pulls up. He's in the yellow Lamborghini. One of the girls gets shot. Winged to be a better term. She, like, gets nicked she by got a clipped. bullet. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. 
Merry spring motherfucking break. What's up, Ellie? Fuck you bitches looking at, man. Y'all wanna die tonight? I'm about to shoot you in your motherfucking face. Merry Christmas. Because they gave her a shower and she was fine. This girl that is was not a, just a shooting about like acting like she was about it the whole movie. Finally, you've been playing with guns for an hour in this movie. Finally, one of the repercussions of playing with guns happened. If you're running around doing all this kind of stuff, at some point you know what could happen, you could get shot. She had a flesh wound on her arm. You can quit, you can just walk away, you can just opt out of the terms and conditions of armed robberies. No, you cannot do this. How do we know you're not going to go talk to the police? How do we not know you're going to turn us in here? That's fair. I didn't even think about that of like her friends just like letting her leave. Yeah, but You've like if she goes to the police, robberies with us. If she goes to the police, her friends go down. That's why I thought she wouldn't go to the police is because like she's made out about the life and she's going home the same way Selena Gomez went home. But if she goes to the cops, it's not just alien going down. It's her and her two best friends are all going to jail for a very long time. I could see how I'm not going to turn you in because I'm not ruining my life and yours, but I'm out of this life. I'm getting out of here as soon yeah. as I can. Yeah. My favorite part about it is she's like, well, you know, school's about to start. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> going home. <laughs> what? That's why you want to get out of the life because spring break is. A- How long of a time do you think this is? So they go there for spring break and now spring break is. Is this over a two, three week stretch that we think all of this is happening? Like, what time frame do you think this movie takes place? I don't place even in? think it's that long. I was going to say a week. Yeah. yeah. I was like the you week think, of spring you think break. In a week, they were just committing just all this havoc. I think it was like, like one of those week. deals where they committed like the Thursday night before spring break. They went down there Friday. And then they like by Thursday of the ensuing weeks, so like they've been in there for a week. That's when like the third girl leaves. She's like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. That's kind of the timeline I had. It was, it was like supposed to be like Derek spring break yeah like in my head it's like a week week and a half mm-hmm. yeah i thought at most it could be three weeks like maybe it's not their spring like you know they stay there for longer than just their spring break but spring break around the country probably lasts around there's probably like six weeks of like real spring break let's say you get there the third week there's three more weeks of all right well you know michigan state's now it's spring break now wisconsin is you know what i mean like kind mm-hmm. of a wave of it yeah. you maybe get six weeks to commit all your crimes and all right like there ain't nobody having spring break in early april like it, it, it's over now at this point we're now getting ready for finals we're getting ready to go home and finish our semester so the girl she then commits all these crimes and now it's like yeah i'm ready to go home like no that ain't how this works like you're in our gang now that's what you're you're in our gang you're staying here with us i think that she was like i don't want to be in a gang and i realized i'd rather go back to school and be part of that scene i've got you know i got my wild times out of my system i'm going home that's kind of how i viewed it but yeah like it's really easy to be like like yeah i'm about this life da, 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 da. but then like i mean like getting shot that you don't go into that like any of this crime stuff thinking that you're actually going to get shot by anyone like so i think that that was just like a hard hit for her and then she was just like i'm out James Franco is contemplating what he's going to do in this situation. They keep calling him a scaredy cat. Like, they call him a scaredy cat at least six times. They, they, play, that, they play like a quote on, on loop. Are you a scaredy cat? Are you a scaredy cat? Yeah. No, like, that's just like an entire scene. of That's the entire dialogue. They just keep playing that on loop. You're fucking scared, aren't you? Scaredy pants. And then he's singing the song. And then I just, I just wrote, what the fuck? That's what I wrote for the <laughs> ending for this movie. This is one of the worst endings to a movie I've ever seen. I don't think the movie up to this point, it's not good. Like, you wouldn't be on this podcast if it's a good movie. Like, the purpose of this is to watch bad movies. I'd rewatch it. The last seven minutes of this movie are some of the worst. Terrible. It's, 
It doesn't make any sense. No. Like, I was wondering if it was a dream. Like, I was legitimately wondering. Cause you know, they make the scene like, oh, it's like a video game. Mm-hmm. That's how they commit the rivalry at, at the end. They commit it like it's a video game. Yeah. They just walk in there, and it's just like, boom, boom, boom. We're randomly yeah. going to shoot all these people. We then kill the main boss. We then get the car, and then you beat the yeah. game, and then mm-hmm. you get the princess at the end of the movie. Yeah. The last seven minutes are some of the worst movies I've ever... It's it's awful. Yeah, like, they walk in, kill 14 people. I looked it up. It's 14. And, like, no like no one shoots them. Like, they just walk... Like, there, there's no world in which, like, they also don't get shot at that house before yeah. making it inside the house. Yeah, because, Everyone outside had a gun. Yeah, everyone outside had a gun. You would presume people outside are part of an actual gang, so maybe they have used their gun before. We're just presuming this people who committed armed robbery maybe a week, two weeks earlier, suddenly are sharpshooter. They're Mark Wahlberg from Shooter. They <laughs> don't miss. Like, at the very, very end, as it's, like, fading to black and, like, Spring Breakers comes on the screen, they, like, show one of the dudes, like, he got a headshot. You, you're telling me the first time you're firing the gun on a person. You're just, like, boom, Call of Duty headshot. No way. No. No chance at all. No. And then, like, to just, like, leave and, like, drive back home in clearly a stolen car, like... That would have been at the scene of a crime. At this point, yeah. cops will have shown up eventually. Maybe not daring, but they... Hey, there's 50 people dead at this house. Someone will probably be alerted to that. I mean, like, and like they left people alive. Like the yeah. two girls, like in the shower. That's that, what I was going to ask. Yeah. Do you think they leave them alive? Yeah, I, yeah. I do. Well, there's no. I mean, there's no reference to them killing them, and I don't know why. That also too is like when they get into that, and the guys like in the hot tub, like in the background, the girls just in the shower, not cowering, not scared. Just like in the shower, watching this guy get shot. Like it was the whole. The final scene, really the threesome pool scene all the way to fade to black is some of the worst movie stuff I've seen in a long, long time. I think it would have been a much better ending. Like, I think we would have allowed, like, the they didn't get shot, like, kind of thing if they would have immediately gotten caught. Yeah. And then, it, like, like I think the driving away and, like, I guess we're going to go back to school. Like, mm. we just called our moms. <laughs> like, I, I mean, think uh, it's, that. It's really all of it, though. Like, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm not saying, like, you're wrong in that. It's just uh, your point. They have the threesome pool scene. James Franco, we know. All right, we are building towards the both of us can't be atop the mountain when it comes to mm. this, this drug game. One of us got to go. You shot at me. We're now going to come shoot at you. It's from it's from James Franco getting hit almost Instantly, I mean, he they get off the boat dead, and now it's like a, oh well. And now these two girls, who up to that point, have we ever seen uh, other than the part where they were just shooting randomly into the ocean? Have we ever seen no. them shoot no. at a no. person? I mean, even when they robbed the bank earlier, they're robbing them with squirt guns. Yeah, you now go in here, and I'm telling you, you went Metal Gear Solid, you went Grand Theft Auto on these 14 people. Killing them all, not taking any fire. You now can steal this money. Like, how? How does this happen? Also, how do they not, like, hesitate at all after, like, because, like, James Franco. Franco goes down. They're like, we're going to keep going. And they just, like, oh, sucks for him. They Mm -hmm. just immediately go into it. And that's the other thing. It's clearly not, I mean, I don't think they're happy that this guy hit their friend with a shot, rogue shot. But, you know, they're not in this life the way Franco is. When Franco goes down, I can see them like, hold on. All right, this was not our fight. This is not our beef. We're going to get yeah. back in the boat. Yeah. Our bad. Whoops-a-doodle. We're going to get out of here. No, they was more about that life. Yeah, they were all in. What do you make of the phone calls at the end where Vanessa Hudgens and the they're other They're calling girl, their mom or whatever. Yeah, where they're making that phone call about how they want to get their life together. Yeah. Like, What do you make of that scene? I think because, like, I 
I would assume that those like phone calls happen like before they go to this house. It's like a mm. final like goodbye because like they knew like we might get shot. Mm. Like there's gonna be a lot of guns here. Um, so like that's like how I see it is like it's before they go to this house. So I think like those phone calls would have been so much more powerful if they would have gotten arrested or died. Mm-hmm. And so like like it would have made that have like a purpose yeah it doesn't make sense how this movie can end happily ever after for it two of the four yeah. characters like it shouldn't end it happily, really ever ends ever. happily ever after for all four i mean yeah they Selena all Gomez to wanted to leave she left the second girl wanted to leave she left the two girls commit a slew of crimes and they take a lamborghini home and we're back to our regular lives all four got a happy ending in some capacity yeah and then gucci main doesn't get a happy ending james franco doesn't get a happy ending no only they get the happy objectively endings. not they're good people don't get me wrong but the objectively bad bads get the bad ending and the good ones don't it was silly what do you think selena gomez character is saying when like these two girls show back up at school with like a lamborghini and like this crazy story do you think she's still trying to be friends with them that is an amazing question. One I, I would have liked to have seen about. that in the film, but nope, we just fade to black and <laughs> whatever that song, that pop song from 2012 comes on and we're done. Ellie Golding. Thank yeah. you. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I used to love that. Was My sister used to love that song. I told Whitney this before we started recording. I think the movie is better without Selena Gomez. I think the movie is I think is you a, need a character like her, but I don't think she plays it well, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I just think like you're upset about character development. The only character they really tried to develop is Selena Gomez, and they spend nine minutes trying to develop her. Like, I think they were starting something with Selena Gomez. Hey, look at her background. She now goes here. She's the most conflicted. She's calling her grandma to tell her all of these stories. Like, I think they tried to develop Selena Gomez, and then it was like they quit midway through. That was my plan. That's one of my prime problems with this with character development. It's like, it seemed like they were going to do that for all the characters, but they only did it like in depth for Selena Gomez. And then at the 50 minute mark, they were like, and she's gone. And it wasn't like she came back. She's like, guys, come on. I'm trying to get you out of this life. She was just gone, gone. It was over. We had the scene where she's on the bus and it's over. So yeah, the one time they tried to develop someone, they like quit mid go. It really bothered me. Yeah. I mean, I think this movie is a little bit better. So like, let's say you eliminate uh, Selena Gomez's character because you already had one of the girls leave. So it's about those three girls who are clearly about it. One of the girls gets cold feet in the middle of it. Like if you cut out those like 20 minutes of you trying to develop selena gomez's character for her to just leave in the middle of the movie and you spend that trying to develop vanessa hudgens character develop the other characters and then you get to the end where the girl leaves i think the movie could just be a little bit better but it felt like the work that they had put in for selena gomez it just doesn't end up paying off because she's 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 not a part of the most important scene in the movies she's not in part of the first robbery she's not a part of the robbery she's not part of the ending like she's in the movie but she's not really in the movie do you think you would have like feel differently if she was in the movie longer in like some way like whether she stayed or whether like she leaves but then like is still communicating with the girls like yeah. what if she's like calling them or yeah, like that- or, or like the girls like instead of calling their moms they call the selena gomez character to be like you know, like we messed up. We should have left with you. Uh, we're going to meet you back at school. You're my best friend. I love you. That would have paid off her character. And I think to Rob's point is the one character that they spent trying to develop. There's no payoff yeah. for that mm-hmm. character at yeah. the end of the movie. That's yeah. why, like, to me, if you just have three of them instead of four, maybe maybe Selena Gomez is the purple haired girl and you've built up her character. So when she leaves at that point, 
it makes sense. Hold on. Hey, I've, I've gone way too far down the line here. I got shot. I'm out here doing things like, I don't know if they needed four of them to communicate this as opposed to three. That's fair. And I think, I mean, no offense to the fourth girl, her stardom. She's the least of the stars. So I think you could have easily done with three, just cut her character out, make Selena Gomez for a little hair girl. And we can take that character development to that level. But they didn't. It seemed like they just seemed not interested in any character development at all instead. Let me give you guys a couple of reviews here. Metacritic assigned this movie a 63 out of 100 based on 40 critics, indicating generally favorite reviews. Zan Brooks of The Guardian said that the film is Corrine's, I believe that's how you pronounce the director's names, most fully realized and purely satisfying feature film since Gummo. Emma Selman, Siegman of The Huffington Post described the film as, get this, Scarface meets Britney Spears. Is how this movie was described <laughs> by uh, the Huffington Post. I mean, I guess technically, yeah, I could see that connection. I would disagree with it being a positive review, but I could see Britney Spears <laughs> meets Scarface as the deal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Britney or Scarface meets Britney Spears is like, oh my god, I got to see this movie. I don't think that's what we got here. Maybe that's what they were trying to do here. That's fair. I don't know if we got Scarface meets Britney Spears. Not in a way that this sounds amazing. You found a way to combine those two things. I don't know if this movie does this. Uh, this is a review you would like here. Oliver Littleton of IndieWire gave this movie a B and said that this film would be a feature cult favorite for the, quote, midnight moviegoer. That is a review I like, um, and I agree with it, yeah. I think, because, like, I don't know. Like, I, I really like this movie, like, overall. And it's, um, like, I don't know if you know, like, a lot about, like, production companies or anything. Um, but en like Enough to be dangerous. <laughs> So, like, A24 is, like, a pretty big production yeah. company. So, this is their first feature film they ever oh, okay. made. And so, like, I think, like, looking at it in, like, that lens and, like, now, like, A24 is, like, this huge thing. Like, this is going to be, like, a cult kind of favorite because it's part of that A24 family, I think. David Rooney of The Hollywood Reporter notes that James Franco gives one of his most bizarre performances. He is, a, <laughs> he is a cross between Bo Derek in 10 and Richard Keel in Moonraker, two movies I've never seen before. Either. I don't know any. I don't know the reference, but yeah, he is bizarre. I just thought you, you know, you normally you see a lot of different movies. I thought Tin and Moonraker would be two movies that you're familiar with. Obviously, you're not. No, no. Uh, Andrew Shanker of Slant Magazine gives this movie three out of four stars. Jamie Dunn gave it four out of five stars, saying Michael Mann was or this movie is if Michael Mann was to take a lot of hallucinogenics and shot a Girls Gone Wild video, it would look something like this. <laughs> That's actually a more that's accurate, pretty apt, yeah. that's a better description of the movie than Scarface meets Britney Spears. I mean, it, it's pretty apt. I mean, they don't really touch on the crime in that version, but yeah, I get it. I could see that. Would you watch this movie again? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to see titties, there's a lot faster ways that I can see titties. I mean, that wasn't the main selling point of the movie for me, so. I mean, that was the, the first five minutes were just titties. <laughs> titties. There's plenty of titties on the internet. I don't think I ever need to see them. Now, I would. I know you'll make fun of me for this, Rob. I would go back and I would watch the robbery scenes again on, on YouTube. I'd watch the robbery scenes again. I feel like That's it, of, though. There's nothing like else in the context. Those would be worse. But, yeah, no, there's nothing a part of this movie where I'm like, yeah, I got to see that again. I liked what they did there. It just it was it was a miss for me. I think if someone like was like, like if I was picking a movie with someone and they were like, oh, you want to put on Spring Breakers? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't think I'd say no. Do you think this movie could be remade today? Yes. I think it did get remade called Euphoria. And I think they did everything this movie did, but better. Yeah, I think, like, in light of, like, 
movies like Assassination Nation and then like Euphoria and like we have a more stylized kind of vibe that fits this and I feel like it would work a lot better today. All right, let's give out awards for this. Some new awards here, Rob. We're tinkering with the formula a little bit. This is the Doing Too Much Award. Give me a character, scene, something from the movie that you thought was simply trying to do too much. Uh, Yeah, it's the weird threesome pool scene. I don't know why it went on for so long. It was just them on loop and audio having a weird pool threesome and calling him a scaredy cat for eight, nine minutes. That I don't, I don't understand the purpose of this other than to be like, hey, look, on top of being criminals, they're also like, like hooking up with criminals. That's doing too much. I don't think you're going to like my answer. Go but, ahead. I want to hear it. Yeah, but I'm going to say it. Um, I like when you texted me like what the like questions were and I was thinking about it. The only thing that stood out in my mind of like doing, I mean, like the whole movie's doing too much. So like the thing that stood out the most was that when they're at the youth group and they're like outside smoking afterwards mm-hmm. and it's like that blonde girl is like smoking and is like, you better be praying, you better be praying with like that deep Southern accent. And that girl is on glee. And like, I couldn't like get past that. I was just <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's, that's the girl from glee. That's, that's Brittany from glee. Huh? Like, and I just thought, cause like Glee was like at its height when this movie came out. So like she already had like Glee, like, like people knew who she was. Mm-hmm. So like, I just thought that was doing the most. I didn't uh, like that vibe. My doing too much here is just the interaction amongst the characters. Like yeah. I just, I just thought it was so unrealistic every single time. Like this money makes my pussy so wet. They're just shot. You hated that line. It was just, it was just so, they had already established that these are quote bad girls, right? Like they're willing, like I felt like they then established that and then just kept trying to show you, Hey, these aren't Disney stars anymore. Look, they're smoking weed. Look, they're cursing. Look, they're into these things. Like, it was like somebody that was like trying to prove to you there's something that they're not and just going above and beyond to do it. I thought like the part where they were like, like like tr- like like trying way too hard to prove that they were like these like hardcore girls is actually like when they're in class together and they're like passing notes about yeah. like just like like I want penis they're like that's that's the whole note that's then the other that's girl like, had spring break penis written on yeah. yeah that's probably I mean you're right if I were to cut if it was one I have one scene doing too much the pool in reality the interaction between the girls is actually doing too much yeah and, and, yeah, you're and right. the thing is if it was just one of those it wouldn't have really been that bad it's like four of them in yeah. the movie mm-hmm. they're like it's just really in the first half we were trying to establish them as hey like these are some four wild and crazy like three wild and crazy girls like you're trying to establish them but it was kind of like the montage is like all right we got it like you start with the spring break party we don't need four of these montages. We got it. Like they're they're partying. They're here. We get like we kind of get this. Like I I don't know if we needed the opening montage for the first five minutes of the movie because we get that when they go to spring break and they have the little cocaine bus. Like we we got that scene another time in the movie. Mm-hmm. I just think the movie is trying to. I think the movie is going out of its way to sh- to show you that that Vanessa Hudgens and Selena Gomez aren't kids anymore. I also didn't love um, like at the very very beginning before the three girls go to meet up with Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like at like this like frat party. I have never been to like a frat party. So maybe I just don't know what goes on at them. But like there's like babies like nailed to like, like just like baby dolls, like on the wall. Like they're like, 
like smoking a bong out of like a baby doll. They're taking shots out of a baby doll. It's a very baby themed party. And I yeah. thought that was really it was weird. weird. I mean, fraternities, I'm not a fraternity guy. Fraternities do have some weird theme parties. I don't know what that theme was, but like, I think it was like trying to show a generic college party, but they yeah. added a weird theme for some reason. Yeah. Like that just seemed like an unnecessary element to mm. add to it. I, like I didn't need that. All right. Our new, our new category is when a hero comes along, someone who you thought, tried to save this movie because rob you think it's bad i don't think it was as bad as you think it's bad it's bad but you think it's a bad movie for our first when a hero comes along who tried to save this vanessa movie? hudgens vanessa hudgens character i actually would she played that character perfect i i i think she was like one of the like selena gomez is a little bit of this but they cut her out so fast i think ashley benson is kind of this too but those two girls ashley benson and Vanessa Hudgens are the ones that I think save this because I do kind of believe that like they're dipping their toe into that water, but they don't kind of want to be in that life at the same time. They're the ones that save it for me. Whitney, really quickly before you answer this, why did Vanessa Hudgens not become Jenny Ortega? Like Vanessa Hudgens, I thought was good in this. Like I'm surprised. I don't know. Obviously, like this movie wasn't great by any means, but like I thought she did well enough in this. I would have liked to have seen her in a in a romantic comedy in a Netflix TV show. Like. Why did Vanessa Hudgens just not become a bigger thing? I think um, it's a combination of, like, at the time, like, in, like, that early, mid-2000s kind of, like, time period, we were still, like, really, like, idealizing, like, these Disney stars of, like, oh, they're so innocent. I mean, like, her news got leaked online, and she had to, like, issue an apology. That's ridiculous. Like, she, like, there's pictures of her that were taken in, like, a sex shop, and she had to, like, release an apology. So she was constantly apologizing for just being, being a adult. woman, yeah, for being a woman. And yeah. so I think that really, like, hurt that vibe. Um, I mean, she does have, like, uh, she 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 saw some success with some, like, Christmas movies that, that are on Netflix. Also that, fits the wholesome vibe, though. That's not... Yeah, yeah. So she, like, yeah, she got, she pigeon never, yeah, she got she, pigeonholed a little bit. Yeah, she never really broke away from that wholesome vibe. And um, I think it was just because of, like, what Disney was at the time. Like, we didn't allow... And, like, the internet was still, like younger so like anytime like anything kind of blew up like and like went like viral like her nudes like it was like a bigger deal yeah i just it'd be now i just think you know like you know and like and like jenna ortega like you said she didn't start off as like a i mean like she did like family kind of stuff but like she didn't start off as like you know like i'm doing like high school musical you know like most people like their first glimpse at like Jenna Ortega is like you season two or like X where that's a slasher film or like Wednesday, which I mean is I kind that, of wholesome. I don't know people that love Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, like, she did good. I mean, and she also got, got the, uh, the rolling screen. Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering like why Vanessa Hudgens never got that. Like Vanessa Hudgens to me could either play Jenny Ortega's character in scream or the main character in Samantha Carpenter. Like she could be either one of them be like, Oh, okay. Like this is a reasonable you were this as a child, yeah. and now you've developed and you've made that transition. Yeah. Sort of like uh, Gabrielle Union to me would be a good example. Like we saw Gabrielle Union make mm-hmm. that transition from like Bring It On to All yeah, right, Bring It On is not Disney. Disney was a different beast. Good point. B- yeah. Disney is a different animal, and the fact that like to your point about the wholesomeness, like. There was a time in literal American pop culture where one of the top stories in the world was the fact that the Jonas Brothers, who were a group of Disney stars, stopped wearing purity rings. Yeah. That's a real thing that happened. That's in the same timeline. So we viewed them as wholesome. That had you know, to have been like within like a year or it two. It was probably like very this. similar. Yeah. It was like the, oh my God, we can you believe the 
14-year-old child stars, a regular 16-year-old now, we we viewed it as a falling from grace. Nowadays, Zendaya was in uh, Disney, and now she's in Euphoria and all this stuff, and no one thinks, what a fall from grace from Zendaya. It's different. It's just a different yeah. world. Disney polished these people so squeaky clean that they couldn't get away from it. Even, like, Selena Gomez, like, after this movie came out, she immediately went back to making, like, wholesome stuff, mm-hmm. like, for, like, a while. Like, like she's done, like, a few, like... Not, like, anything super scandalous that I can think of. But, like, she pretty quickly, like, was, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do, like, Monte Carlo, which is, like, a very wholesome kind of movie. And, like, so, like, both of them, like, kind of dipped their toes in and then immediately were, like, oh, that wasn't, like, received very well. And Yeah, because Selena Gomez started being a pop star again, like, yeah. essentially after that. And it was, like, you know, bubblegum pop music that people like, but it's, like, Taylor Swift music. Like, yeah. if people like it, but it's not like, a, oh, man, we're, she's pushing the boundaries. Like, she had a good career. Yeah, she had, so there's nothing wrong with her career, career, but, like, yeah, a really good career. to your point, like, she's never been able to be, like, she never could be Aubrey Plaza's character in anything. She can yeah. never be gritty because we don't view her as that because of where she started. Yeah. I also think that, like, just kind of, Generally speaking, people don't really like Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, there, I didn't there know is this. there is that too. Yeah, I didn't know if people didn't like. I don't know why. What's the what's the Vanessa Hudgens beef? Um, like more recently, she made um like during like the pandemic, she made some like comments on like social media that were like, "Well, some people are gonna die," and like people did not mm-hmm. love that vibe. I don't know why her PR person <laughs> delete delete. What are you doing here? And so uh, I think that's like. Like recently, I think that's it. And then she kind of like tried to like cultivate this like Coachella vibe for a while that people just kind of like thought was weird. Um, you know, for years she was dating like Zach Efron. And so like she had like that jealousy kind of thing because like every girl wanted Zach mm-hmm. Efron. And so like we weren't. Zach actually made the transition. I like, I guess yes. Zach Efron made the transition I thought Vanessa Hudgens would make. Like, I think it's easier for men to make that transition. You did, neighbors, think, you did Baywatch. I also think he made the transition, but it wasn't to like an extreme. He went a notch grittier than the super wholesome. Like, in he plays a do in Baywatch, he plays, which is probably on this podcast one day, he plays the doofus attractive guy. It's not like he's like playing what Vanessa Hudgens played in this movie. Like, namely, where he's like, oh, it's gritty and dark. No, he's like, he's Charlie St. Cloud. Like, yeah, it's a different role than the wholesome What's character. What's the serial killer he played? He did play Ted Bundy. Yeah, play yeah. Ted but that was a widely, it wasn't like, that wasn't like widely well received. No, like, it wasn't. Evan Peters playing, is it Evan Peters? Yeah, yeah Dahmer. Peters playing Dahmer. Dahmer was way more uh, like critically heralded, acclaimed, yeah. critically acclaimed. I think people are over Ted Bundy's character. I think that also too was like, yo, why do we keep making so much Ted Bundy yeah, that's stuff? Dahmer, I think like, oddly enough, like Dahmer had like a resurgence, like a renaissance last year where it was like, oh, this is kind of new. But Bundy, I feel like they made it. I feel like people turned on that more than anything. It's like, why do we keep making this Ted Bundy stuff? Yeah, and that's, yeah like his forte into like gritty and dark mm-hmm. and people were like we don't want this so i think he did do more charlie's he's in like all the like the people who wrote the notebook he's in like all those movies yeah who are you giving your hero comes along to if he's given his to vanessa hudgens oh britney spears i actually think it's the music here that's fair i, I, yeah. I think it's the music yeah. here I, I i think the i think the use of music in this is really really sp- yeah it is by i would say the lighting i think is really mm-hmm. good like the use of colors is really mm-hmm. good to your euphoria point the music and the way that it lines up is great. Here. That's fair. And it does fit like sometimes you got to remember like 2012 EDM was Skrillex was popular. Mm-hmm. Like Avicii was super popular. Like even the Ellie Goulding that complained about at the end. That was a, a song that people are playing at bars in 2012. Yeah. I was at the Hawk. I was at the wheel. They were playing 
lights by Ellie Goulding and people were popping off. So I, the music is a good answer. All right, this movie has a 5.3 on IMDb. You can stream it on Showtime if you want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Too much, too little, just right. Too high. I'll, I'll jump in immediately. Too high. <laughs> jump in immediately. Too high. Too high. Too high for the movie. I think this could be done really well. And I think, I have to think about this. One of the reasons I'm so hard on this movie is because of Euphoria. It's because Euphoria does everything this movie is trying to do, but better. Now, television series have the advantage of we have 10 episodes that are an hour long. We have 10 hours of narrative. Mm -hmm. So it's different. But I've seen this go really well. Like the dark side of high school or college, the dark side of partying and all this stuff. I've, I've seen it done near perfect on euphoria recently on television. Then I watched this movie and it does it terrible for 90 minutes. I want you to watch assassination nation okay. and tell me what you think of it. Because like it, the, like it has such a similar vibe and like the crime element and like the kind of like over the top, mm-hmm. um, like a recognizable cast. And then like, See if you think like the character development and that worked. Okay, I'll give that a try. But yeah, five point three is too high. I think it's just right. I'm gonna go a little too high here. This is like a four point seven, four point nine movie to me. A four? This definitely in the fours. Not good. I'm here to tell you this movie is not (laughs) definitely in the fours. I I will say I kind of let Rob more than anything. Rob kind of had me thinking this was going to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't think it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like, we will watch a worse movie on this fair. podcast than Spring Breakers. It was not one of the worst movies. The only reason I, I don't think the rating is fair, I got to knock it for the ending. The ending is one of the worst endings to a movie I've ever seen. So just from that, this 5.3, I got to knock off a couple of points because I thought the ending was so bad. I'm knocking it off. I'm knocking it off. I, I'm, right now, I'm changing it to a 4.9. On IMDb right now, changing it. It's I think it's just right. Fours. Definitely yeah. in the no. fours. You think it's right at 5.3? I think it's like, yeah, like lower fives I think is perfect. This was Spring Breakers, our review of the uh, movie Spring Breakers. Again, you can catch it on Showtime. 5.3 on IMDb. We appreciate you. Like, review, subscribe, do all of those uh, podcast things. Our next movie is going to be Daredevil, which you can catch right now on HBO Max. So if you want to go ahead and look ahead for Daredevil, Rob is very, very excited about watching Daredevil. He is a big uh, Marvel movie person. Is really quick, Rob. Is is Daredevil part of the cinematic universe? No. Okay. I don't. I don't, this I don't was, know. This came out around the same time that Tobey Maguire is playing Spider Man. So no. This is okay. like 2003, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't. I just. I don't know when the. I think Eric Bana was the Hulk at this time. No. Okay. I just don't know when it universe. starts. My bad. I apologize here. So Daredevil is our movie next week. Whitney, you know what? You can come back and do another podcast with us. We'll talk to you and we'll figure out another movie that you want to do. You got cheated on screen. We'll make sure you get at least at least two or three of these. I would love to come back sometime when we do like a horror movie. Since I got cheated on screen, I want to come oh, back okay. and talk about like a scary movie with y'all. It, it might be a while. Because Rob, Rob doesn't like yeah, it. Yeah, it might be a while since we do a scary movie. Rob's like, uh, let's do a comedy here. That's what Rob, <laughs> Rob is big on. Let's do a comedy. That is my vibe. I'm not, I mean, if I can avoid horror, I'll avoid horror as long as I can. All right, so be sure to like, subscribe, YouTube, all that kind of stuff that we tell people to do on this situation. We appreciate you listening to the Bad Movies, Worst Opinions podcast, where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie, and Whitney's obviously is Spring Breakers. Spring break forever, bitches.